0: To the new ARC podcast, episode three, indeed. If you're new here, we've got a news flash for you. The Earth is about to explode. We are going to get a zombie apocalypse, biblical floods, fine brimstone. How's the Earth going to end, Joe? Any more apocalypses to throw in the mix?
1: Um, I think it, the atmosphere is going to go and we're going to have a vacuum of space all around. That's quite a good one. Yeah
0: i reckon as apocalypses go i might go for that one yeah cool. i think so It's like yeah it's quick relatively painless you get to be in space for a minute before you die a minute really that's optimistic cool. i think a minute <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm tough you haven't seen me
1: i mean i know you're tough elliot but i don't think mm. you're gonna make a minute in space to be completely honest
0: just hold your breath <laughs> isn't that how it works
1: no, have you not seen like every film going <laughs> as soon as they're out in space? It's like it's a disaster, really. Whoever thought going to space was a good idea is clearly not watched Gravity.
0: How long do you last in space? Well, a minute?
1: Surely not a minute, because isn't it won't it be like absolute
0: zero in space? How um, long do you last in space? We're doing it's a, va- it's a vacuum off the cuff research. Ah, oh, less than 15 seconds.
1: I, yeah, because like as I say, it be more or less pretty instant. Not instantaneous, perhaps, but if you last a minute, then you'll probably get a Guinness World Record, but it won't matter because you won't be there to accept it. But, yeah, hmm. I will give you a round of applause because I'll obviously be on the arc.
0: So. You can't hear it, though, because there's no atmosphere. It'd yeah. be a, a real, real dead audience, so it's it's not even worth my trying, I think. Otherwise I'd do it, otherwise I'd prove I could, but since I'm not going to get the applause, it's not worth the effort. It's not worth it. But we are back again for another episode of the new arc. We have a fictional, no, it's it's a real space arc, I think, of
1: uh, of ever-changing proportions and things. Which you just make changed to arguments. Yep. I pretty much stick, I have to stick to the rules. I you know, I think when I signed up for this I didn't realise that the arc was so um, flexible and ever changing. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was gonna be like an actual sort of plan, maybe some schematics, you know, but mm. you just kind of adapt it to whatever suits your uh, your argument really.
0: Okay. I'll make you a deal, Joe. If you want to draw schematics for the arc I will settle for whatever you draw. You draw the boat, it, it will be the boat forevermore. That, that's just right. my deal for you, okay? Okay, all right. Maybe by the
1: end of the series, I'll have um, compiled it, and we can... <laughs> maybe I'll draw up a few different options, and that can be episode 10 mm. of the series or something, is which arc are we actually going for? It's just
0: the new arc does interior design. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And like, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, hmm, I like it, but I don't love it. And we can... I mean yeah that, that's episode 10 keep an eye out it'll be the yeah, new arc indeed. interior design
0: well every week we bring on a new animal to see whether it can find a place on board the ark. i will argue against it joe will argue for it because he's actually a nice person unlike me who doesn't even bother to pretend i'm a nice person and at the end the audience i.e you will vote whether it makes it on or whether it dies a horrible death from raining cats which would be quite a cool apocalypse i think raining cats or instant vacuum what do you think i mean i'm allergic to cats so i would not appreciate it it would be a proper apocalypse
1: for <laughs> yeah you. You, I would you'd not be not one of the first to go. you wouldn't last a
0: minute
1: i wouldn't even last the 15 seconds i don't yeah. think if it was falling cats <laughs> I have got like my auntie has like four dogs and they could all be in the room with me and I'm fine. She has one cat that just walks in and next thing I just explode in like allergic reaction. So Ooh, that yeah, bad. it is bad actually. Mm. And I leave there like coughing and I've got like rashes. Are you, I mean, I keep doing this as if people can see it, but Elliot, you can see it. I've got rashes <laughs> going up my arm. I forget that this yeah, isn't like he was a...
0: gesturing all over his face. His yeah. face is just spoils and. Boils and pus and mini cat tattoos
1: yes yeah, so yeah, cats, cats are not my men. i'm not the number one fan of domestic cats and i think they were the only animals from last series that i actually would have struggled to um defend because i am have a personal issue <sighs> with them which might cloud my otherwise um perfect view of the world that every species has value and has a role and should be respected but cats
0: yeah, they're, they're on the border of... Well, you're lucky, because cats are not on the ark. You're safe. Yeah, I'm safe. You're, you're safe. You're safe for now. But today we're not talking about cats. We're talking about tardigrades. Tardigrades, tardigrades, tardigrades. And it, it could be a short one, could not it? Not nice. well, You can say about tardigrades, but you, the audience, requested it. So we're going to do it. And l- let's see how it goes. How are you feeling, Joe?
1: I'm feeling quietly confident on this, you know, I think. And not mm. only is this a short episode because I need to leave in a little bit. This is a short episode <laughs> because I think this is going to be a quick kind of like sell for me because. Easy win. Yeah. I I already know what your arguments are gonna be, and so I I, Do you? I took a horrible I take that mental, as a challenge. I took a horrible mental journey into the mind of Elliot Connor and tried to Actually. preempt what you might say. So I have some. What am I gonna say? Well, I'm not Go gonna, I'm not gonna tell Go you what you're gonna say because you know I want to see if you bring them <laughs> well, out. Okay. I'm, I'm playing Elliot Connor Bingo, where like if you make a comment, I'm gonna tick it off and be like, yes, I knew he'd say that. Um.
0: Okay, so my first argument then, in the game of Elliot Connor Bingo, because I I just can't wait to see how many you've got. You've probably got quite a few. My first argument is that tardigrades are very, very easy to lose on board the new Ark. We mentioned this very real problem all the way back in Episode 1 Our loyal listeners, if they remember, with foxes and tardigrades are a lot smaller than foxes, I must point out. They are one millimetre long, about the size of a full stop. It's not a good start, is it? And I mean, you just never got the slightest chance in hell of finding a tardigrade on board what is inevitably quite a large arc given that we have elephants on it. So no matter how much I keep on changing the dimensions of the arch, it does have a certain size to it, so it's going to be finding a tardigrade in a very big
1: Okay. I actually had not anticipated that one. That is that took me by surprise. I was okay. Um, but I mean we're actually going with I'm assuming an you know, kind of unlimited budget. So surely we will be able to source materials that mean that we can keep the tardigrades in a container. But also I think, keep we, them I, think, up, I think we have you to accept animal
0: murderer.
1: I think we have you to accept
0: bastard.
1: that even if we vote officially not to let them onto the Ark, there is a very high chance mm. that they will be on the Ark anyway because mm. of how they do. So why don't we just invite them officially because otherwise they are stowaways on the Ark? Why not recognize them as guests? Because like you said, they're easy to lose because of their small size, which also means they're very hard to keep off the Ark. So let's just cut the crap and vote them on because they're going to be on it anyway. So and also extremely hard to kill. So even like disinfectant probably wouldn't get them or anything like that. So this is my whole argument, they're going to be on the Ark anyway, let's just vote them on. Thank you very much. Good night.
0: Ooh. Okay, there's a few points to unpack there. First point, they're going to make it onto the ark anyway. Mm, well, I, mean, I don't think so.
1: How are they not? Why not? What's your What's your
0: Well, they, they, they basically can't get anywhere by themselves. Yeah. Not. By the time they we live have in rain and things <laughs> like that, they can't fly out after a new ark. It's just yeah. like chariots of fire theme playing in the background so they go
1: but like you have to um, you have to me. remember like this arc is going to be built on earth where it will likely rain it will likely fall like and you know in the effort to get everything off of earth before the apocalypse comes are we going to stick completely to hygiene rules and that if they survive anyway yeah we are then mm. we're going to get them on the ark. because just, elliot just accept they are going to be on the ark. we have this ever-changing arc, we also need to draw up the contamination plans for this arc as well, you know, how do we prevent, but they are going to be on the arc because they can't really kill them, can't really see them, they're very hard to keep track of, as you mentioned in your opening statement, so I, I believe they'll be on the arc anyway, and not just that, but like, they represent, I, I keep... I keep forgetting people can't see me because I'm, I'm doing a very wise pose right now. A very, like, Angela Merkel sort of power diamond pose. You know, when she does this thing. Or, or this, that one. It's I a mean, great
0: podcast material, Joe. Yeah. Just...
1: Well, I wanted you to know what I was doing. <laughs> I, didn't want to play. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I got distracted by the Angela Merkel reference. <laughs> like, um, what we... What grades represent is survival. Mm. And I can think of no better mascot for the new arc than a Tardigrade. Because on our new planet, we're going to be entering pretty much unknown territory, we will need to learn a lot, we'll need to survive, we'll encounter new difficulties and new challenges, and tardigrades, according to many of the scientists or one paper, have a myriad of mechanisms of survival that we do not yet understand. And if we need to have them on the ARC because they're, they're proteins, they have special proteins that help with dehydration. They have produced a certain type of sugar that helps with DNA safe. Um, I say DNA safety, keeping DNA together in difficult times, tre- 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 that sugar. Um, I'm also reading, you know, they represent their DNA itself, how that factors together. There's so much that we don't know about Tardigrades, even though we've known about them for 300-ish years. It was in the 18th century, I think they were first described as little water bears. So much we don't know. There's still so much we don't understand. And they have to come on the, the arc with us, so that A, they're awesome, but B, we have a lot to learn from them. And I kind of went full circle there back to we have a lot to learn from them. But that was my key point, is that they have so many survival mm-hmm. mechanisms that... On this new planet that I know we've probably done maybe a recce for or maybe we haven't so we need who better to learn from when it comes to survival than from the absolute kings and queens of survival the tardigrade I think why don't we just scrap the name the new arc and call it like the tardigrade train or something like that that's what we really should
0: okay I'm sensing a a common train to what you're saying joe tardigrades are the quintessential survivalists yeah they are the epitome of evolution but, but that argument works both ways doesn't it, it okay. are you gonna say how,
1: how, are you gonna say something about but they will survive anyway so why do they need to be
0: on the ark? that was one <laughs> angle i might have <laughs> taken but i shan't take it now because i'm determined not to use any of the points you've written down how do we know that tardigrades can do all this? You haven't you haven't thought about this, have you? We know because scientists despise tardigrades. Scientists can see tardigrades for the true bastards they really are. This is why they're subjecting them to temperatures one degree above absolute zero. This is why they're putting them in ovens for days on end. This is why they're putting them to pressures six times they're precious at the bottom of the ocean. That's why they're giving them a weak liquid helium. Throwing them out into space for ten days. I mean, these are extreme lengths to take. You would only do that if you hate this bloody creature's guts.
1: <laughs> also, I would... <laughs> I'm like... I'm so glad it was actually liquid helium, because in my mind when I read about the helium, I didn't read it properly, I think it was helium (laughs) gas, so I was just like, imagine, like, I Mm. I know they don't speak, but in my head it was just tardigrades going around with very high-pitched voices. But so what I want to ask Elliot, for a little bit of clarification, why why is that Mm. a reason not to let them onto the arc? I just want a bit of understanding. Well,
0: because, Joe, as you yourself quoted the scientific literature very impressively several minutes prior well we tend to put a lot of faith in scientists as society they are an educated minority a one percent a a strong compass by which we as a cultural educated populace can hold ourselves accountable to I think if scientists know that something's evil, like COVID, we should listen to them. As history has proven time and again, scientists tend to be right. And if scientists think tardigrades are bastards, then I'd be inclined to agree.
1: But what, just because they're subjecting them to these tests, does that mean that they think they're bastards? Or are they so genuinely impressed by their ability to survive that they they form a kind of partnership together to see how far can they test it. So who's to say that that's from a place of hate and not a place of admiration and love?
0: Well, if, if it were from a place of admiration and love, why aren't they subjecting cats or dogs to these sorts of tests? Because
1: they don't think that well, they know that the cats and dogs can't survive but this is... This... Uh-
0: how would they know joe (laughs) how would they know unless they've tested it this is the central premise of science you don't know anything till till (laughs) it's been experimentally shown
1: that is true but oops sorry i've dropped my pen you know i think we know cats and dogs would not survive and we know that many of these species would not Mm -hmm. because we have subjected them to well not we perhaps we have not subjected them On purpose, I don't. There probably is some people out there who have subjected cats to some awful scientific experiments, but even just from observations, we know that they do not survive in these conditions, so there is little point testing them. Whereas tardigrades, we just haven't found their limits of survivability. Fish! No? Tell me what has killed a tardigrade. Tardigrades.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Tardigrades only survive these extremes because they go into this this the, the suspended ton. animation, this cryptostasis, the ton state. You would not know if a cat did that because you haven't put it in liquid helium for a week.
1: I don't know. Maybe we maybe well, maybe this is a new round of experiments. I don't think they're gonna pass any ethics boards, but maybe maybe we need to, to experiment. But the you know Sus- suspended animation, the ton state, that's how they survive. There's a lot, again, mm. there is something to learn. I'm not suggesting that humans could ever go into that sort of state, but there is something to be said for taking them onto the Ark and, well, cats were leaving behind anyway, so it doesn't really matter if they survive liquid helium or not, like, they're gone, unfortunately, so...
0: Oops. Oops. Yeah. Suspe- suspended animation is cool, but it does pose some challenges, doesn't it? Because if you think about it. It's like, I don't know, Captain America or Interstellar. All those movies where you've gone for a 100 years and then you re-emerge into the world. It's, it's going to strain friendships, isn't it? It's, yeah. Given that we've got a very small crew of animals, very small cast. I mean, it's just like they're going to wake up the next day and all their friends are going to be dead and their great-great grandchildren are going to be running around it's like they won't be able to cope it's going to be information overload they'll still be using cassettes and VHS and well I mean if
1: if some of the tardigrades have entered the ton state surely all tardigrades would have entered the ton state because the environmental conditions would would not allow but then this also raises a different question of how do we transport the officially recognized passengers tardigrade's because are we mm-hmm. trying to put them into the tonne state so that they are in suspended animation or are we actually encouraging um are we actually encouraging you know healthy conditions so that the generations um I can't think what the word is reproduce i think so that's another question th- because we're not obviously. We're not. You putting... have a choice. Yeah, because we
0: either, either you put them in the ton state or you make a really, really small spacesuit. And personally, I think putting them in the tunnel state is probably easier. Yeah. We have priorly on this podcast talked about the challenges <laughs> of making tailored spacesuits for animals. It's, it's a, a minor tailoring nightmare. So, uh, given if the any, size constraints.
1: Mm. If anyone could make one, I have faith in you that you could.
0: I've got my Rhino costume in production behind me on my bed. Wow! So, so you never know. A similar, similar body plan. So a few places. more legs. I mean, yeah, maybe... eight legs. Interestingly, which I mean, all animals with eight legs are the spawn of Satan. So, but I just have to throw that out there. Spiders, that scorpions,
1: spiders, scorpions, ticks. Well, until I do, I'll include you things. now until we get to the podcast episode where we discuss them and then of course I will disagree with you wholeheartedly that they are the beacons of all that are good in the world, including scorpions which might be a bit of a hard sell, but yeah, I am a little bit thing of scorpions but that's a different, (coughs) pardon me, that's a different argument, so... I don't have much more to say about tardigrades, because I think I have made the key point. You just wait. What have you got, You just
0: wait for all my arguments. We're going to finish your bingo board. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tardigrades are murderous. I have to make this point as matters contractual obligation for me on the new arc every animal is a murderer, and tardigrades are no exception, many of them are insatiable carnivores. They eat worms, which, I mean, ugh! And secondly, then we have no spaghetti, because everyone knows spaghetti is worms who've been stretched out on wax. The simple process. Hmm. Uh, So so that's that's my first point. Secondly, I have to make the nymphomaniac (laughs) argument too, Second, contractual stipulation. Tardigrades self-inseminate. I mean, there are all sorts of problems with that. You lack the genetic diversity. You look bad in public. It's highly embarrassing. I mean, even basic PDA, I find very, very off-putting. So, that's going too far. And moreover, many tardigrade societies are entirely female. This is like feminism taken to its uttermost limits. And that's not a good example to set society. I, I often think there is a need for a counter movement, a sort of meninism to offset the, the extremes of the movement. So if we're trying to have a balanced, equitable, fair, just, uh, and overall peaceful society in which everyone can thrive and prosper, Tyler Graves are not an ideal choice. So I have to make that point. Also, female tardigrades, are the ones with penises, which is just biological nightmare. So don't don't get me started on that. That's
1: no, right. please please continue. Please continue.
0: Uh, didn't you know this? It's the female tardigrades that stick their tubular protrusion, for the not to give it the p-word, into the male tardigrades and suck out their semen. It's like a Hoover <laughs> mechanism. I really
1: wish one day this podcast will have to take a video, like not just audio. It's gonna have to go video because. The, 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 <laughs> Did
0: you like my vibe?
1: The, the hand signals that were coming out there, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> they were hilarious, but okay, murderous nymphomaniacs. I, you make this point. Every, we've only done two episodes. Was that on the thing. bingo board? It was. It was already there. That was probably of my thing, murderous infomaniacs, mm. because you can't make this argument for every single one because <laughs> we've already let on species that are murderous and infomaniacs, so it's kind of a mm. moot point now. We we've realized I think what we should realise, audience listening, that the audience don't care about murderous nymphomaniacs when it comes to the animal kingdom. As long as it's cute and cuddly, they're they're good for it to go. I
0: think... I think, to be frank, Joe, the audience don't care about anything we're saying. They're, 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 they're just going to vote well, think. Yeah. Regardless, So it's an entirely futile exercise. But you make a fine really, point.
1: Really, we could just put mm. out a poll. Like, really, we don't need to... Yeah, but it's this just, is true. It's is true. <laughs> it's just nice mm. for us to do a little bit of uh, research and have a, a weekly conversation. But really, people don't listen. They're just voting based on what they already know about species.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do have three more points to three make more points. for you okay. if you want to strap in. Yeah, so where, where to start? Okay, first point. tardigrades are, are the ultimate symbol of anarchy. They are essentially aliens undercover in, in our society. They are unidentified flying animals that zoom through our Earth. And, I mean, they are essentially unclassifiable. We have no freaking idea what they are. They have their own phyla because we can't place them into any of our buckets. I mean, they could just as well have landed on meteoroids thousands of years ago. Uh, you know, there's a strong scientific theory in strong inverted brackets. The octopus are aliens that they really? on a meteor. I think tardigrades actually could... Have arrived on Earth that way. They could have seeded life on our planet. And I'm always slightly nervous around anything which is essentially indescribable, alien, uh, of that nature. Second point Tardigrades are imperialists. And if history has taught us anything, that's not a great thing to bring to new, undiscovered lands. I mean, tardigrades are found everywhere, uh, five miles down the ocean, polar ice caps, radioactive hot springs, Himalayan peaks, space, the moon. So, they are going to colonise every niche, every environment. They are going to invade every possible habitat spot on Earth 2.0. And Frankly, we don't need another vermin pest species taking control and uh, expanding over the surface of new earth like a virus. So, it's not a good thing. Final point, democracy. If there is one thing that our entire civilization is built upon, our single tenant to which we all cling, our founding principle, our reason for culture, for society, (laughs) It is democracy. And Hardegrades, let's be honest, have had more than their fair share of expeditions called spaceships. I mean, like, it's every second mission, sort of, they seem to be going up on. Because, I mean, democracy doesn't exist. Because they are getting the lion's share of these missions and space, because... I mean, they clearly are manipulating the political machinations of NASA (laughs) and society to earn their way on board these missions, and I'm sure they will do the same with the new ARC, but if you believe in democracy, if you believe that we have the fundamental right to equal opportunity, then tardigrades do not deserve another free ride on a spaceship. I rest my case. Honestly, I'm imagining like
1: Rishi Sunak taking off like his mask <laughs> and if he's a tardigrade underneath the your like whole thing about democracy and also very interesting take on past human civilization of um, democratic <laughs> values and the, the history of democracy. One could argue that maybe societies are only recently democratic in, in nature in some cases. And, um, hmm. but on, on the imperialists are you arguing tardigrades are imperialist because they colonize lots of different niches is that your
0: yeah. why they're imperialists? They're, they're moving out all the other tiny little creatures that live there making it a world of water bears moss piglets and little things with eight legs these alien creatures but
1: then would do they not serve the, the important ecosystem function of keeping Microbiota in check and also it's irrelevant. and may well, not irrelevant. It's, irrelevant, it's not irrelevant because we Pigeons need... serve
0: an important ecosystem function, rats serve an important exactly. ecosystem function. They're still vermin because they have expanded to such extent they have colonized every appreciable habitat niche and all the new orders we created for them. Well, is the same with, I mean, isn't that, the, but like
1: in reality. Mm-hmm the fact that lots of these species have become vermin is a direct cause of human interference in what could otherwise be a pretty natural ecosystem where you'd have checks and balances. But we have now created a system where certain species can thrive, whilst the others that would naturally be part of their control or gain have been taken out altogether because we have changed the system. So. The fault doesn't lie with the species for being successful survivors; it lies with a great, well, us in this case, for interfering with processes. So again, we go back to the thing that humans won't be on the new ark, but
0: tardigrades. Uh, it's, it's still a human planet. We we realised last episode we've 3D printed another Earth ergo it's still a human planet well if
1: we 3d printed another earth and want conditions to be sane you could argue that tardigrades are actually pretty essential for creating the conditions which we need because Mm. many of the harsh ecosystems some of the first organisms that exist in these harsh um, places that allow them to regrow and to regroup are tardigrades and so if Mm. there is something to happen on earth 2.0 don't we need those early Colonizers in the ecological sense of the word, not the political sense of the word, to actually start the terraforming process to actually recover these sites. Because if they can survive high levels of radiation, high levels of, well, pretty much whatever we throw at them, we need that on planet 2.0 because that will create the succession and the healthy ecosystems which the other species will need to survive. So if we don't have the tardigrades, there is no point having the new arc because everything else could potentially crumble. So if there's no tardigrades on it, what are we doing this
0: for? This is a pointless
1: expedition.
0: Uh, I mean, lots of very pretty rhetoric there. But can you please tell me in a single sentence what the ecosystem function that tardigrades serve is?
1: Well, what's I think is important, to, <laughs> this is me coming... <laughs> What's important to remember is that there are actually, I believe, over a thousand species of tardigrade. So trying to explain what each species does is a, is a very difficult task that I can't do in this. Um, but what I will add is that each of them has a specific role that is very important to planet Earth. And I wish I had the time to go through all thousands of them because I do know it. But um, for purposes yeah. of this podcast, I you. just take my word. That it's a very important and very needed and that off without them planet 2.0 is, mm-hmm. is screwed so that's like I said trust me sure. trust me I'm a scientist yeah
0: <laughs> he saw the water as you're looking for <laughs> Yeah,
1: they, they do a lot right. of important stuff yeah lots of it so mm-hmm. asking me to name a specific one is like asking me to name something I can't think of yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so Mm. Uh, absolutely so I am gonna meet that question with a good solid answer which is tardigrades perform so many important ecosystem functions that I can't possibly explain them on this podcast
0: Mm. (laughs) well on that bombshell We will leave it up to you, our loyal audience and listeners, to decide. Head to our socials, uh, which for the podcast is at New Archives, and leave a vote. Tell us whether tardigrades deserve a spot on board the Ark. Go stalk us all. We'll leave the voting polls up for a week. And at the end, we'll let you know whether they've made it on or whether they're actually not going to perish because they don't need a bloody ark anyway. It's an entirely pointless vessel for these creatures which can indeed survive in space, even with raining cats. Join us next week when we will be discussing another animal, which is, I believe it's your turn, Joe, to decide. And you have two options with two more audience requests to go through because we've been doing them all at the start of this series. Mm-hmm. So keep on sending us in the requests. But currently, it's sloths and snails. Which one would you like to do next? Sloths or snails? Let's do snails. We've, do, we've
1: done a lot of mammals. Mm. In, oh, no, we didn't. We did sharks. I, in my head, we did dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's do snails. Anyway, I'm quite, I'm quite enjoying working our way through the different taxa and taxonomic groups. So, yeah, let's go snails
0: snails join us next week when we will be discussing snails which definitely won't make it me because they are evil bastards i'm actually quite ambivalent about snails i am mean, allowed to say that this week mm. do, do you like snails i like snails. i'm just gonna okay i'll, I'll... Kind of yeah. try and catch you out there, get the audio by and edited next week. After that, you say, "I hate snails. I hate <laughs> snails. I hate snails."
1: I'm always one step ahead. I knew what you were doing, but yeah, t- too, too brilliant. Join us next week when we discuss snails, and we'll have one shell at a time.
0: I can't even follow <laughs> that.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.